yeah, fine, man. True, Geordie. Call us up. I was super keen to do this because um, of a number of elements of what I'd learned about your personal story. Um, my audience are an audience that care a lot about um, the backstory, about the the motivations, and also like how you got to where you are now. So I've written a couple of questions, which I was really keen to ask you. The first one, which I think provides context, is how did you get into YouTube? It was a complete accident. Right. Um, so I, I was a deep sea diver working offshore in the oil industry. I was about to ask about that. And um, one of my good friends had died who was like obsessed with Newcastle United, mm. like a lot more so than I am, like total Newcastle nut. And I went to his funeral and it was more about Newcastle than it was him. And it was like, God, I came away feeling like it's amazing how much he worshipped Newcastle. Do you mm. know, like that was the thing that I took away from his life as he was a lad who loved that football club so much yeah. and right after that there was a footballer called Niall Ranger who came out and he was known as a bit of an arsehole to be honest and he was slating the club's fans saying you know if you're going to boo don't bother turning up we're not interested which I was like you're not even playing anyway so who are you to say that but uh, being so emotional about me friend's death I just thought you know what it is someone needs to fucking tell this prick uh you know how we feel as fans when we hear that and a lot of it was just the anger and hurt of me friend's death that was churning inside but a part of it was that so I switched the camera on on me little potato webcam that I had and I just went hell for leather and uh, half of it didn't make sense I was just angry do you know but mm. it's very much who I am like you can tell although I've learned a lot more about how to talk to the camera it's still very much just me and at the end uh, he'd been taking pictures of himself holding a, a gun uh, posing as a, like a gangster rapper and he's had a lot of legal problems since then so he was a part of that life sort of thing mm. and I just said uh, you think you're a gangster rapper taking pictures where you're holding that gun I said I hope you're better at shooting that gun than you are the football because you're fucking shit <laughs> and that was the boom done that was the end of the video uh Deleted the video after about an hour because I was really? like, I don't want the attention. It was like getting like thousands of views and I didn't have a YouTube channel. My channel was Football Fan 533. This wasn't like, a, I'm going to be a YouTuber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what YouTube was really. Mm. I didn't understand how it worked really. Um, and then one of my pals from Diving, who was a big Newcastle fan, went, oh, that was mint, man. Put it back up, put it back up. So I went, all right, then I'll put it back up. And then within like a day, it had like 70,000 views. Oh, and I was sort of that nutter, nutter yeah, that yeah, you yeah. say ranting about football. Mm. But luckily for me, I was able to like realize, oh, like I can I can change this. I can do more with it. You know what mm. I mean? So uh, kind of like on that vein then. So you've had, since then, you've had some pretty incredible success on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um in your own words, and to be to be direct, and I know no one really wants to admit that they've you know, had success, but um, why do you think that is? In your own, because there's nobody else like me on YouTube, and it's like I don't say that in an arrogant way. Mm. I just mean I'm just different. Like when I watch the trending videos on YouTube, and I see YouTube is generally a very middle class environment. Yeah. Uh, to to afford the gear to do YouTube, you have to at least have some money. Mm. Kids like me growing up, when I was like you know 15 16 i couldn't have afforded to, to do youtube and that like it's not a working class place so i stick out like a sore thumb and some people like that i guess mm. and i'm very honest as well and is the true geordie different from brian um i, I kind of the way i would describe it is um because that, that name was a total accident as well really? i just called the first video a oh, true okay. geordie's view on nail ranger and everyone just started calling us true geordie from that first video right. um but I'm just like, you know, when I'm in the pub and that, mm. I guess when I'm on my football videos, like that's how I talk to the lads in the pub. Right. Um, so I just started talking to the camera like that mm -hmm. um, as if they're like me mate mm. down the pub. Um, 
But when I'm podcasting, it's a lot more Brian, I okay, would say. fine. Because it's very hard to be like, no, 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 what's going for on for two hours? Hour, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Uh, so the, the deep sea diving thing, how did you get into that? Ironically, I've seen a YouTube video really? of deep sea diving. Come full circle. And uh, yeah, <laughs> YouTube was always sort of there in the background. I think there was a clue there somewhere. And um, I heard that you could make a lot of money out of it. And I'd already done a bit of engineering. And I thought to myself, if I don't do a dangerous job like this mm. as a working class lad, I'm never going to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And if I've just got to risk my life to make good money, I'm quite happy doing that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, sign me up. Um, basically, it costs quite a bit of money. Um, I was lucky to get that from remortgaging the house. My mother remortgaged the house to send me to dive school. Wow. And basically that was it i was i was earning okay money but mm -hmm. i thought it would have been a lot better and when i was in it i sort of realized oh, i'm risking my life it's you know, mm. really quite a dark and it? crap job but it's it's good it's good money but it's hard at times it's it's not what i thought it was going to be so when youtube sort of kicked off i thought to myself maybe this is what i'm meant to do do you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i sort of creatively I'd never had like creative before. I'd never been creative in my whole entire life. So I was like, this is a nice feeling. This, like, I enjoy this. And I've just started on YouTube, just started my daily vlogging. Mm. And I'm in that phase where like I get all the other channels and I get how to grow there because that's what we've done at Social Chain. But trying to figure out all these sort of like, nuances of YouTube is, is tough, right? It's a different mm. platform. And having a million subscri subscribers on YouTube is much harder than getting a million on any other platform. What yeah, big time. tips would you give to, to me? For growing my YouTube channel, well, I'm actually um, I've been writing a lot of this down because right. uh, I think one day I'd like to sort of help people grow their YouTube nice. channels. Um, I, I pulled my phone up because I've actually Amazing. written a few things down. This is a world exclusive. Mm. This is a for the True Jordy's future yeah. book. I, I don't want to sound cliche, but one so, of the first things I've written down was just know who you are, mm -hmm. and I think in the world of business, that's like a hard thing to do. I, I noticed some of the things I've watched about you mm. is you talk about like, I knew how I was then. Mm -hmm. Like you, you've reached that a lot earlier than most people do. A lot of people, it takes them till they're like 35, 40. Some people never get there. Mm. Uh, emotional maturity is like one of those things where people, some people, they just hit 20 and that's who they are until the day they die. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you're very much, you're always growing. Mm -hmm. And I think you know, you kind of know who you are and that's a big advantage that you're going to have on a lot of other people. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I know. I do feel like I know who I am, and I think that I've learned who I am by putting myself in, throwing myself into situations mm -hmm. where you, you're tested. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't have known who I was in terms of my ability to deal with pressure had I not thrown myself, had I not dropped out, and then gone and lived in Moss Side with nothing and no support, and really learn what Steve's character is. Does mm -hmm. he break under pressure? You know, and I, I completely get that as a yeah. I know, like, I've got loads. Of, I could literally sit and do like two hours about this right now. But when I look at your vlogs, I just want to know what you're feeling a lot more. Like, when we talked earlier on the podcast about other YouTubers who do mm -hmm. that, I think that's what separates good YouTubers from great YouTubers. That you, you, when you're watching them, you feel what they're feeling sometimes, or you connect with them and you feel like you know them. Mm -hmm. The best YouTubers are the ones who you feel are your best friends. Mm. And I feel like... Because they've let you in. Yeah, completely. Like, there's, I get messages 
probably on the hour from 14-year-old lads who say, my dad won't talk to me about drugs, about uh, depression, about sex, about these things, mm -hmm. and you don't care, you're not frightened. Mm -hmm. You do care, you care enough to put yourself out there mm -hmm. to say what's on your mind, mm -hmm. and that you haven't got fear. You've got no, I know that. Mm -hmm. The way you did that TED Talks at 22 years old, mm -hmm. you've got no fear, so... Just strip it back a little bit more, mm. as much as yeah. you possibly can. Yeah. That is enough that you feel comfortable with, but also that you're giving people what's really going on. Because I'm seeing you and I'm thinking, he's 24 years old, he's a fucking CEO of a company, mm. he's got all these people that depend on them. You know, what problems has he got? What is he worried about? How is he feel like there's a lot I'm when I'm watching your vlog, I'm seeing a very intelligent person who's given us really important lessons. But I'm sort of wondering, what's you're behind? A, yeah, yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on inside? Yeah. Do you know I, what I mean? Yeah, it's something that I've been thinking a lot about. And I actually say it in a vlog this mm. week that I want to take people further behind. It's just, it's, it's, it is quite hard, but I'm going to make a concern. Emotion. Yeah. For me, that that's the first and, and last mm. thing I, I can say for a YouTuber. Make people feel something. Mm. Uh, there's nothing worse than when I watch a vlog. There's times where I'll watch a vlog from a vlog, and they'll have they'll be in, in a, on a beach somewhere. They'll be having the most, and it'll look like the most amazing life. And they've learned from Casey, and they've got the music, and they've got the edits. And I'll watch. I think I didn't feel a fucking thing, mate. I might as well have just watched a travel video. <laughs> like, just make them feel something. Yeah, that's what I would say. Amazing, cool. I don't know if you've been asked this question before. The tattoos. Um, a lot of them are down to family members. Right. Um, some of them are down to, like, I got the Grim Reaper, which was after people had died in my life. And I remember right. thinking, I want to feel like a permanent reminder that I better kick the fucking arse out of life because one day that motherfucker's coming for me and this death is promised. So mm -hmm. just have that there as, like, all the time. Mm -hmm. You better make the fucking most out of it because you could die any like because I've had my cousin died when he was twenty three years old and that he took, died of a drug overdose and I was like like he didn't get to have kids he didn't get married he didn't have his own company he didn't do the things he wanted to do so make sure you fucking max out before that happens. He's coming for all of us. Mm -hmm. I've got. I, I mean, I could talk. I, it's one of those things. I've Which got one's your favourite? Uh, my favourite is me lion. Uh, I'll show this. I'm one. I'm obsessed with lions. Uh, me too. I absolutely, absolutely love lions. If you've seen behind my desk, I've got four of them at work. And I've got one on my desk. Oh, wow. Fuck. I don't That's know. incredible. Do you want to wow. Get That's uh, incredible. That took uh, 20 hours. Oh, I can fucking tell. He just went over it and over it and over it. Because I had it done for 10 hours and he was like, it was one sitting and I was like, oh, we're done. <laughs> I want it done in one sitting. And 20, like, you sat there for 20 hours? I sat for 10 hours right. and then I thought that was it. And he went, mate, it's not dark enough. You're going to have to come back. I was like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Um, Next question then. So, are there are there any misconceptions that people have? What are the big misconceptions that people have about you? Um, one of the ones that really sort of annoys us, and it's not from the subscribers or mm. the audience, because I think they just they get it, because mm. a lot of them are like me personally. Yeah, right. It's when I have to go behind the scenes and have business meetings and and get taken seriously, and people see this big working class bloke mm. who swears on his videos, and they think I'm thick mm -hmm. because I'm from Newcastle and that. I know I sound a bit like, you know, Geordie's, we have that accent, but it's frustrating because it's like, do you think I've gotten here by accident, mate? Yeah. If anything, I've had to fucking graft harder than everyone else yeah, because yeah, yeah. I haven't had the advantages other mm -hmm. people have had. Do you know what I mean? So if anything, I've had to learn more to mm -hmm. get where I've gotten. 
than what you have. Do you think that them underestimating you gives you an opportunity? Because I, I remember when I was 18, mm. walking in the rooms telling them about this website, they would assume I was going to come in down here mm -hmm, somewhere. Mm -hmm. So they would, you know, treat, you know, be a bit patronizing, condescending. But if you do come in up here, the gap between their estimation and where you came in is impact, right? Mm -hmm. That's how much impact you have on them. And so do you ever, because I mean, that's how I've always felt. It's definitely at their disadvantage because I've had people who haven't treated us with respect in the past and they now wish they'd fucking had. Or yeah. I remember when I had 5,000 subscribers, I had a guy come to us and went, I've got an idea. Mm. How about we use you mm. and we and I'll, and I'll sort of back you financially and I'll take a percentage of the pie, mm. whatever it was, and we'll make Newcastle fan TV. Right. And I thought about it and I thought, do I want to be sat outside holding a fucking microphone in the rain and, and not following my creative vision and not doing what I want to do and putting together, no offence, but videos that I'm mm -hmm. not proud of mm -hmm. and, and then giving away half the fucking revenue for it at the end of the fucking day mm. and building someone else's vision mm. and just copying what's already being done. Yeah, yeah. And so you followed, so, on that thing, you followed exactly what you wanted to do, but also you stayed very true to like who you are as yeah. a person. You never like shied away from um, your personality and your character because mm. often people try and run from that because they think that the world wants something else. Yeah. Um, how long did you have to, to be True Geordie and put content out there before it became uh, something you could do full time? And before like money showed up? Um, I remember in 2014, I decided... So I made my first video in 2013. Right. And I, and I really didn't make many videos after that. I made the odd couple. And then I realised, all right, actually, I've got some belief in myself. I, I think I've got something. I think I'm good at what I do. I'm good at mm -hmm. talking. But I hadn't learned the game of YouTube yet. Right. But I knew how to talk. So I decided in 2014, I'm going to do like three videos a week mm -hmm. and see where it goes. And within three weeks, I had an offer from another YouTube channel to make videos for them, mm -hmm. which was enough to where I could work on YouTube and build my channel up while doing the odd nice. video for them. Nice. Um, so pretty much like three weeks. But I was lucky because there is, in sport, there's more opportunities on YouTube than what there is yeah. in other things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Tons of brand. But other, other YouTubers didn't do that. There's a lot of other YouTubers who mm. work for those channels, didn't build their own channels, and just mm. slept on their own channels who had more subscribers than me at the time. Mm -hmm. And now they don't. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And so, uh, what what kind of um what what are some of the things that p people don't know about you and your backstory that you think are particularly? So you're a working class lad. You came from Newcastle. You you're a deep sea diver. What other things from your sort of backstory do you think have shaped you being sat here today? Um, your inspirations when you were growing up. You know, I was a class clown. I think. And okay. One thing that when I first started, I made like football rants and I was sort of angry about Newcastle, but that was the kind of only video I could make because Newcastle were crap and everyone wanted us to talk about Newcastle. Mm. But I didn't want to be known as that football nutter. Mm. I want people to like laugh. Mm -hmm. I want people to have a good time when they come to my channel. So back with that emotion, you, with when you. you come to my channel, I want you to think, I'm going to have a good time here. I'm going to have a laugh. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have someone scream at us all the time. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Even if I do do the occasional video about Newcastle like that. And that was when I learned from other people of, I actually just want to make the kind of content that I like watching. Mm -hmm. So like one thing I could have done is I could have gone down the more controversial route of doing more rant style videos and getting people watching that idiot. Mm. But long term, I compared it to like, do you remember Peter K? Yes. How could I not Right. Forget? So Peter K mm -hmm. was doing the sort of easy 
comedy, in my opinion, sort of family level comedy. And it was sort of slapstick, but mm -hmm. he was getting a lot of money, a lot of, a lot of attention. But all the while in the background, there was Ricky Gervais doing a higher level of comedy, but he wasn't getting that money. He wasn't getting mm -hmm. the attention. But long term, Ricky Gervais went on to become the, because yeah. he leveled up. And I knew if I didn't level up, I would just be, be the guy. No offense to Peter Kay, but you know, you're doing Christmas songs and women's yeah, outfits. Yeah, yeah. That's not what I want to level up. I want to challenge myself and do higher level, like podcasting. If I'm going to do a podcast, I want to be like Joe Rogan level podcast. You know what I mean? Sure. So I just wanted to improve everything I do. And actually, the main thing I want to do is do things that people wouldn't expect us to do. Mm -hmm. So, like recently, I did a character called Bri Bri, who was just like <laughs> a textbook opposite. vlogger, middle-class yeah. vlogger, and it's just a sort of a bit of a joke about mm -hmm. them. Uh, I want to do like the gym video that I did, which was like a montage-style video. Like, mm -hmm. I want to do things that people are clicking on and going, well, I wouldn't have expected that, mm -hmm. because I've been pigeonholed that badly at the start that I want to really break out now, do you know what I mean? Got you. Okay, so um, one last question then, and I, I ask all my guests this. Um, how do you want to be remembered? <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> um, fucking hell, I've never actually thought about it. I ask it all the time, I've never thought about it. Um, I stole his question, he asks all his guests this question, so. <sighs> a man who ended up with a lot of fucking money. <laughs> Thanks for Thank me. you so much. I appreciate well, it. Thanks, honestly. bro. <laughs> Perfect. I might change the answer. Yeah. Okay. But that's what I'm feeling right now. All right. Perfect. Nice one. Appreciate it. Thanks. Nice.